out on their laptops not that great. That's totally Thank fine. You. At least, Good to at see least, you, Mandy. Yeah, you too. You too. Yeah. What's happening? Oh, not much, you know, working out. You're my, I'm on the patio in my little home gym. Oh, cool. Yeah, but the, I put the blind out at the back because otherwise there's lots of people walking past because I'm quite close to the entry in the apartments. But can nice. you see a little bit of through the blind? You can see it's been raining a bit here. Do you, anyway, I thought, do you live close to the beach? No. Oh, um, we're close. To, I'm close to Kwana Lake. So it's sort of on the other side of the apartments. Oh, yeah, um, cool, cool. Just a couple of minutes walk there. Yeah, yeah nice. so it's quite nice. We have a nice view there, but out this side is just the gardens and the tennis court for the complex, you know? Yeah, yeah, cool. How, yeah. um... Wow, well, your eyebrows look good. Hey, my eyebrows? I, yeah, I miss my eyebrow lady. I'm wearing this hat a lot, just hiding that. It's, it's get, things are getting really out of hand around it's here. It's a, <laughs> a bit crazy, isn't it? Getting a bit I, crazy. Um, I really like a pencil. A pencil seems to work really well for me at the moment. And just the tweezers. Wow. <laughs> well, a lot of pencil to cover up these grey ones. <laughs> so I haven't bothered. It's just, it's a too big a job. So I must leave that to someone else qualified. <laughs> leave it to the professionals. I love that you wore yeah. your uniform. That makes me happy. Well, I done the same. Yeah. I thought, oh, I don't know whether she wants me to do this. Anyway, it's best shirt I've got. So I'll pop that on. Perfect. That works yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> So I thought we'd just have a quick chat. I've been recording this whole time because I like to oh. keep things um, <laughs> natural. Yeah, thanks, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it would be just cool to have a chat because I yeah. think it would be cool for um, all the members and everything to get to know you a bit more this way. Um, yeah. And I wanted to get you on for a podcast because I've been doing podcasts for a little bit now. Not video yeah. ones, though, um, because I do them in real life and just little chats and talk to people that I think could, you know, help people and benefit um, with their stories and whatnot. So I thought we'd just okay. have a little, little catch up anyway. Yeah, why not? It's nice to see you, that's for yes, sure. You too, you too. We miss you. Um, yeah. So I wanted, and I've written down a bunch of questions for myself. I'm just going to ask you questions. But anything you're not comfortable with, just tell me to shut up. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right then. I will. Um, I'll let you know. Hey. I'll let you know. Yeah, you let me know. Yeah. It's not, I'm not talking to Candace, so she can't ask any of those tricky questions about, you know, all that stuff she likes to talk about. So Vaginas. I'm glad. Yeah, that. We haven't even been talking for that's, five minutes. That's banned, that's banned from my home gym, that word. The V word. We don't say that out here. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't missed that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Have you always lived on the coast or how long have you lived on the coast for? I have lived on the coast since, oh, I'm going to take a big guess here, early 90s, so about 91, I think, I've yeah, moved nice. to the Sunshine Coast. I'm a caboolture girl. Don't oh. hold that against me. I won't. <laughs> Lots of nice things come out of caboolture as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, so you moved in 91 and have you always been a trainer or what have you always done for work? Uh, no, I haven't always been a trainer. I've only been a trainer probably the last 10 to 12 years. And before that, I, had, I am the girl of a thousand jobs. I've done cool. lots and lots of different stuff um, from retail, Australia Post, banking, insurance, work, the off, you know, the, in the 80s, I was the office girl in the city and 
living the nice, the single girl's life and all that sort of stuff. So it's all, it's been quite a, you know, I've done lots of things, courier driving, many, many jobs. I can't even list them all quite, quite frankly. It's just, some of them I can't even remember. And I think to myself, I can't even believe I did them. So really, yeah, cool. the list is, the list is very long. Yes. But, um, you know, mainly I, I've worked for my, self most of that i think in a subcontractor sort of way or my own business but um yeah it's been a it's been a a journey that's obviously you just take the path that you take and sometimes you don't know why you're on that path but you're there so you better just go where it's leading yeah yeah i've sure. always ended up in the right spot though that's for sure so i feel very grateful for that that's cool. And like out of all of those jobs, just out of curiosity, is there anything yeah. that you loved as much as you do now? Um, I think I liked the, the courier driving job was good because I ran a lot with that job. I was a very busy courier. And whereas there's a lot of courier drivers around, you see they're taking the very bad lifestyle. All they're doing is sitting and eating in their vans. Um, I was in a very condensed area where you couldn't get very far in the van if you tried to drive. So the van got parked and I ran and ran and ran a lot. And it actually got me back into being fit uh, because I had spent a couple of years where I didn't do a lot of, a lot of um, exercise and probably ate too much of the bad stuff. And I had got a bit plumper and um, I was, you know, because of the no exercise, I was just, yeah, I guess I was feeling quite flat. And my fitness went from there. And from there, I just ended up thinking, well, I quite enjoy this running around while I'm working. So I might as well just do a bit more of that and, yeah, take it further. <laughs> That's cool. And so yeah. in terms of your, like, fitness life, have you always been... Like, were you an active kid? Like, were you a sporty kid? Did you win things when you were younger? What, what did you do? Well, um, I started in little athletics when I was about six. My parents, um, you know, made me go to that. And it, often it was very early mornings and you'd be running around a wet oval, bare feet in those days. You just, you know, and we had a, one of our primary school teachers was a, he was our little athletics coach as well. And he was very, very strict. So you worked very hard as a six-year-old and was and became very disciplined. But we loved that stuff. And, um, you know, I did school athletics and um, I went on to a more a state athletics level for things like shot put, discus and javelin when I was in my teens. Um, and then I really just played team sports from there, a little bit of uh, wide bay representative netball and... Um, yeah, club netball, a little bit of um, volleyball and stuff at school. But, yeah, I never I never won a lot. I could run quite quickly. I was an all-rounder, but yeah. I was never the best at that particular sport, you know. Cross My fit. friends could always run much. Yeah, I was CrossFit back then, but didn't know it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. When did, you, yeah. when did you start CrossFit or get serious in your adult life about training? Um... I think it was, I'd always played a little bit of touch footy and team sports still, but I was in my 40s and I lost my, I lost my a job and I was a bit devastated and I became very, I suppose you could say, 
I'm not going to say depressed, but I was sad a lot. And I put on quite a bit of weight. Um, it wouldn't look like a lot of weight for some people, but you know, 10 kilos is probably a lot of weight for me to put on. And I wasn't doing a lot. So I just started, I don't know, I guess when I wasn't working, I thought, okay, this has got to stop. I looked at photos of myself and I didn't feel happy. And I thought, just start walking every day. And then I got another job where I was working at Australia Post and um, I was surrounded by um, people that were, say, shall we say, unhealthy. Yep. And I was working a night shift. So we started at nine o'clock at night and I worked till six in the morning. So it was a really quite demanding on the physical. And we're up there, everyone smoked, everyone ate really badly. And um, I was sort of just starting to feel uh, quite good. I'd started to see a PT. Uh, and then I joined a, a boot camp that was at the, at the beach. And um, I, I got really good at running and I enjoyed it. And then I thought, I then stumbled into the path of the PT I was seeing. I was starting to feel really good and I'd lost quite a lot of weight by this stage inspired by the fact that I didn't want to be like the people that I worked with. And um, I thought I'd dabble in the body sculpting. And um, I started doing the path towards the body sculpting, but it <laughs> when it came to the part where practicing those poses is really, really hard, Mandy. I want you to oh, know. Yeah. yeah. And um, I thought, okay, it's not quite what I enjoy doing, but I'm going to persevere because I don't like to start something and not finish it. Anyway, I went to the port where you buy the stripper shoes, you know, you get the stripper shoes and you get that really nice bikini. And then, and then at the point where they said I needed to wear a wig because my hair was quite short at that stage and get false eyelashes, I had to draw the line. And I was like, no, I'm out of here. I can't do this. I really can't do this. You got and, to um, <laughs> I could not do it. So it was like, and at that stage I had um, joined another boot camp as well. So I was doing all these boot camps and it was with Chris. It was with Chris from Maverick. Wow. Anyway, yeah. So I started doing boot camp with Chris and um, that was three days a week. And um, like, seriously, changed my life. It was the best thing I'd ever done. It was so, we're out in the school oval. We were doing all sorts of carrying fake, people around he'd make up little dummies and we'd be doing all this running and carrying and sit-ups and push-ups and then he was closing the boot camp like I was devastated it was like the thing we loved and we had a great group of people that was going and I was forced into CrossFit because Chris was like well I'm opening this thing called CrossFit and um, I was like no no, you have to keep doing the boot camp because I, I don't want to do that. And he goes, well, you can't because I'm not doing the boot camp anymore. So you have to come to CrossFit. So I like, was forced into that. Anyway, first night we went, I was, so, I was so hooked. It was so hard. And I just really, really loved it. It was like, well, okay, where do I sign? And then we just kept going back for more and more and more of this crazy stuff that was so difficult that no one could do anything. But yeah, we were addicted. You know, and we just had a nice little group that went and 
it was fairly, and he was like probably one of the only CrossFits on the coast at that stage, and that was back in 2009. Um, and um, yeah, we loved it. I went there, I worked till six o'clock in the morning and I went straight there after work from my night shift job. And um, yeah, just went every day, couldn't get enough. Yeah. That's so cool. And that was, the, that was how I found CrossFit, you know, and I haven't stopped. That's amazing. So 2009 is when you kind of converted yeah. into CrossFit after all your boot camp and everything else? Yeah, that's it. Forced into it. Forced, forced into it, thankfully. Forced into it. <laughs> yeah, thankfully for me, it's been great. And um, it was Chris and he had, had Drummond um, coaching for him then as well, Drummond Williamson. You probably know him from the CrossFit HQ seminars and stuff like that. That's yeah. so cool. And yeah. so when did you first sort of become, well, it sounds like you were competitive almost right from the start, but when did you first start to get quite competitive and um, like when did, did you go to regionals? Like how did all that kind of stuff happen? Um, well, again, Chris forced me into my first CrossFit competition, <laughs> like peer group pressure. He had a competition, I think, it was like two months or three months after we joined uh, CrossFit and it was the clash on the coast. So that's been going every year, I think, since. And, um, yeah, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to com be competitive or anything like that. And um, it was – he basically got people that trained at the gym just to talk me into being in the competition. And then, um, yeah, so I did it and I really enjoyed it. I you know, I didn't win or anything, but um, I didn't even make the top five in that comp. And it was a fairly small comp just in his box in those days. It was the first box that he had. And, um, yeah, but it was enjoyable. And I, yeah, just kept doing more comps after that. So um, after I went to regionals in 2010. That was my first regionals, and that was six months after I started CrossFit. Um, I think I finished 14th on that ladder. Um, and I was probably one of the oldest females there at that stage. At that stage, I was 46. And, um, yeah, that was my first regionals. It was great. It was at the Doombin race course. We were running around on grass and we had just those plastic grates on top of the grass was your lifting platform. It was quite, um, you know, just raw, <laughs> hardcore, barbells running down hills and stuff like that. But, yeah, it was pretty amazing. We enjoyed every minute of it and, um, yeah, it was great. And, and then I qualified for regionals 2011 um, as well, but by, at that stage I'd qualified for my first Masters um, at the Games. And, uh, yeah, that, that was um, pretty awesome. I always thought that I might go to the Games when I was 50, but they just brought in the 45s that year in 2011, so it sort of fast-tracked. Um, the fact that, yeah, I want to compete. Um, but at that stage, I don't think I realised the enormity of the Games. It was just, okay, that's the Games and that's the next stage of competing because I thought, well, I'm a little bit... I, I th guess I thought I was old for regionals, um, whereas I probably wasn't because I was, you know, I was quite... I wasn't just good amongst my peers at that stage. I was, I was good. Yeah. And um, it was a small pool, though. You know, there's, I was like a, a big fish in a small pond. And, um, yeah, I thought, well, Masters is the way to go. I thought, okay, they've put 45 in. So, yeah, I was off to the Games that year. And it was very, very exciting. 
And so did you have much of a break? Like, so what year was that? 2012, you'd say? 2011. 2011. And then I went in, yeah. And then I went in 2012 again. Yeah. And then from there, like, was there much of, was it all just like training and competing and that's what you sort of dedicated your, you know, your time to? And then was it year uh, after year that, or did you have breaks in between? Well, it was just really, I wasn't working a lot at that stage. I was, um, so in 2000, after the games in 2011, I, I wasn't working a lot. I'd sold my house and um, I pretty much had the time to just train, eat and sleep to be able to qualify for that 2012 again. Um, and um, I mean, Thankfully, I was in that position. I, I don't think that you could actually, can actually make um, individually now if you wanted to really focus on that. If you've got a, a full-time job, it's, very, it's extremely hard to be able to train to that level. And at that time, it's what I needed to be able to make it back to the Games again. It's, it's what I thought I always wanted to do. And then, obviously, you know, you think you're going to stay in good shape, but as you get older, you and you don't do enough mobility as well, because in those days, we were all new at this stuff. You just did a lot of training, you smashed yourself, um, you didn't warm up properly, you didn't do any of that stuff. And yeah, you, you eventually, I guess, you don't end up with an injury, but when you compete like that all the time and you train hard, it's not a matter of if you get an injury, it's probably just a matter of when you're going to sustain some sort of injury whether it's minor or something something more um, and 2012 was a, it was a great games um, and then after that I, I'm not sure whether I picked up an injury for my shoulder at that stage but after the games my right shoulder was not good and I was unable to go in 2013 yeah so it just yeah, I did one workout, I think, that year just to... I was in South Africa at that stage. Um, I already realised I hadn't been training or anything and I didn't even know my shoulder was quite as bad as it was. And I'd gone to South Africa. Uh, I did one workout there to just qualify for, to get their teams to their regionals um, in case they needed a spare, but I couldn't compete that year. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, you eat, sleep, and train, and repeat. And you know, at the time, I had a quite—I was training at CrossFit Sunshine Coast at that stage, and my coaches—they basically did everything. They were cooking my meals, and I was sleeping at their house, and you know, just training. And yeah, and that's about—that's about it, you know. You love um, it. I, I loved it at that stage. I really loved. I enjoyed the hard work. I don't enjoy it as much now. Um, but I have more in my life now that requires attention. And when you've got nothing else going on besides that, and at the time I had, I'd, I'd had ended a very long relationship in 2011, and that's why I'd sold my house. And, um, um, you know, I had nothing else to focus on except for myself. And um, I didn't have to work. And yeah, it just, it was just the timing of it. It was sad times, but you could throw yourself into that one thing and really focus. And um, yeah, it, it was it was good. That's cool. So then, yeah. from two thousand and fourteen 
to now. I know what's happened this year, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, yeah. But all of that time in between, so the next six years, what you spent time building new relationships, new life, becoming a trainer and all, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I went to South Africa in 2013 and that was, um, I met my partner, my current partner online. So I threw caution to the wind and off I went um, after we'd been online for three to four months. And then off I went to um, meet Mitzi and um, yeah, the rest is history. I came home, spent five weeks on holidays there, came home for a month and then moved back to South Africa. So I was there 2014. Um, I had a shoulder operation. I was coaching over there, um, a couple of CrossFit boxes and, um, you know, just sort of just rehabbing and training. And then I, we came back here in 2014, uh, at the end of 2014 and uh, started training. And that's when I first crossed paths with you. I, when I come down to the Contessa, but uh, at that stage you weren't a competitive box, and um, that was cool. We didn't mind that, and um, I went and trained at CrossFit Maroochydore, and um, I made it back to the 2015 games in the 50 division. I upped the ante and got a bit older, as you do, and um, that was that was great to make it that year, and. Um, to just to make it back after the, the surgery and rehabbing because like the doctors sort of said that was quite a bad injury I had and um, they fixed a lot of stuff up and he said you probably really won't even be able to get your shirt on over your head by yourself and I was like dude I'm not having surgery if I can't do CrossFit again um, so yeah it was like no nah, I'm going back to the games I, I really wanted to and um, yeah, I think that was the the most fun because it wasn't there was no pressure to make it again. It was just can I do it? And um, I really wanted to and enjoyed every second of it. You know, it was just it was just great, really really good. That's so cool. And then this yeah. year, um, you was it your highest finish? Because that's only they all come out recently, right? All of the um, standings based on the online qualifiers. Yes, yes. This was the um, highest I've ever qualified at number seven. Uh, that was actually my games finish at my first games, number seven Amazing. there. So um, back in the top ten, which was quite difficult. Um, like I hurt in six, 2016, I qualified again as well, but I hurt my back and I had to um, say I couldn't go. I got my invitation and I had to decline. Um, 17, I just missed out. Um, 18, I missed out by a long shot, but my mum had died the December before and it was just too bloody heavy that year, the games, it, the qualifiers, just the weights, just too much for me. Uh, 2019, I sat out injury and then this year, uh, yes, that was quite something to make it in top, into number seven. I, it was a goal to just get back into that top 10 because previously I've always qualified it was always top 20 um, so bringing it down to that 10 last year and then this year again yeah it was it was hard work and this would have to be probably the hardest I've worked to make it amazing huge congratulations was, for that because that's that's amazing thank you thank you it was um yeah it was, it's pretty special 
and disappointing that there's no yeah. games. But anyway, that's just what what it is. And um, I was kind of hoping they might have an online one, but I guess the process is quite difficult with videos and stuff. So anyway, I was hoping for I'm an here. online one for the for the old girls as well because you know every year yeah. counts in masters, right? God, yeah. <laughs> Every year counts. I'm one of the young ones in the 55. I aged up another division. So, um, yeah, it, it would have been really good. And, and nice to see just, I don't know, um, some of the girls I originally competed with. I think there was one girl in the, in, the, in the crew that was there the first year and we went together. So, yeah, it's, all, it's all, always nice to catch up with um, the old girls, yeah. <laughs> From the original crews, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so that happened, unfortunately. COVID happened and then no games, sure. which is unbelievably... Bloody yeah. COVID, just destroying bloody, souls. Bloody all over COVID, the that's it. Squashing the dream for another year, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will survive. I'll survive. Yeah. So what's the plan for the future then? What are your goals for the future? Oh, gosh. Well, I thought um, I'm going to drink champagne this week over Zoom to celebrate my accomplishment. Um, yeah, so um, I had a couple of days where I was sad and just, you know, didn't train and just wallowed for a little bit. But obviously you have to pick yourself up out of that and um, just continue on. So for now I'm going to just enjoy my training, do what I've been doing. It's quite hard to think how will I train for the next Open because will there be an Open? I don't know. And um, I can't train the things that really need training. I don't have a pull-up rig at home. My one-bedroom apartment does not have it. And they've closed the outdoor gyms as well, the ones in the park. There's a nice one over the road with the pull-up rigs and stuff, but, um, you know, can't use those. So just doing what I can at home, keeping fit, um, sort of sticking to things that I enjoy doing at the moment because it is hard to train by yourself on your patio and um, without any people around. Um, so yeah, I tend to stay away from anything too heavy while I'm feeling a little bit stressed because I don't want to hurt myself. And usually I think if I try and train just to that normal level that I train at, it's not a good idea at the moment. I think I should just go with how I'm feeling a little bit and uh, just keep moving every day. And hopefully the gyms will be back soon. I don't, think, I don't think we're far off. I mean, I'm not in okay. government, but uh, I, I do hope so. Well, you, should, you should be, Mandy. You should be in government. <laughs> I agree. Look, I agree. I'll, I'll vote for you. I'll vote for you. <laughs> I, I don't know how, how good that will be for the world. Um, so I've just got another couple of questions. These questions yeah. are more aimed at kind of your advice on what you would say to um, people that are obviously in the same situation as you but with very different goals. So I'm talking about the members of the gym that obviously aren't aiming to be um, competitive in their future, but they just, they're just struggling because it, like you said, it's hard to train by yourself um, and yeah. not with anyone around. And at home, like your home is a place of rest and love and you mm. don't want, you don't usually bring, you know, something like training into your home if you don't already have a no. home gym set up. So yeah. I want to know, when you like currently when you're training at home do you always train when you say you're going to train like do you have a schedule that you stick to or if you don't feel like it one day do you not and how would you sort of you know if we had a member that said to you what do i do i don't feel like training what would you what would your advice be 
there. Okay, so what are the girls, um, oh, obviously I procrastinate big time. I have been procrastinating um, every day this week about training. I find something else to do inside the house, like seriously cleaning. I'm cleaning instead of coming out here to train. <laughs> but I eventually, eventually get it done. But yeah, it's, it's hard. So I, what I, the advice I offer to what this girl that messaged me is I'm trying to keep to my old routine. So I always trained around about 11 or 12 during the day. So that seems to be what I'm naturally falling into. And my body says, you're ready to do a little bit of training. Uh, probably be, I'm thankful that my body now tells me that you must train. Um, so I listen, listen to that. Unless I'm feeling like my back's sore or something, I won't miss a day. So I think it's important to just to stick to that routine. If you trained at nine o'clock every day before, grab your bag, that your gym bag. I take my gym bag from the bedroom and I carry it out here to the patio like I'm going to the gym. So I'm dressed, got my band on, I'm ready. The music's out here pumping. Um, so if nine o'clock's when you used to train before, I think it's best to try and stick to that time. I know people are homeschooling their kids too, which has now become, but that should be the kids' PE lesson as well. They should maybe bring their kids out with them and um, just give them something to do whilst they're doing it. They, the kids need it as well. Um, and then I think how cranky I'm going to be if I don't train because the guilt then sets in that I haven't done what I had set my mind to do. Um, I have a whiteboard and I write on that whiteboard what I'm going to do for the day. So if you're used to, that's how I'm used to training. I'm just trying to keep things the same as if I would go to the gym, except I don't have um, someone giving me a, a coaching session. So um, luckily your girls have got you guys there on the Zoom. And I think that would be the most important thing for, for the girls at, at your gym would be to get onto those Zoom calls. Because um, I even do the Zoom once a week or maybe once a fortnight, depending what I've got on for the day, I'll log into a Zoom call with the guys at Musa that I was training with. And um, just to see people that I used to train with yeah. and just some human sort of contact and to keep that vibe, you know, and you girls create a good vibe there. So that would be my suggestion that they get on to the Zoom call, even if they don't do a lot. Obviously the intensity is not going to be there, but don't worry about that. Don't worry about the intensity, just move. And yeah. that's what I keep saying to myself every day is just get out there doesn't matter what you're doing, you must do something. And if you can't do it by yourself, then get onto the Zoom calls and start doing it with other people who are also struggling just as much. Um, it's, not, it's not easy, but um, sometimes you just gotta pick yourself up and, and carry on. But have that habit, grab your shake, grab your bag, get yourself out in the gym, shut the door. Um, obviously, you know, got little ones you must <laughs> make sure they're okay give them snacks or something um you know it's, uh, probably a lot of people think oh it's easy for you to say you don't have children blah, 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 blah. and i understand that and i know it's very hard for mums to find that motivation and put their kids first but i i think when i look back my my mum always put us 
kids first, but she always set that example of never keeping still. She never kept still, even if it was doing something in the house, she never sat still. And I think if you want your kids to follow an example of, of um, you know, being able to, such, shall we say, be resilient, then you must set that example. And there's not a, a mum out there that doesn't want their kids to be able to just um, be able to handle anything in life, you know? 100%. So, yeah, get, get in, yeah, just, you know, get on with it. You must. 100%. Yeah. I love it. We might wrap yeah. it up there, Sue, because I think we're going to get cut off soon anyway. But I oh, uh, thank okay. you so Shame. much for. I love talking to you, Mandy. Yeah, so thank you for having thank you for having me on here. I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, any other questions? You know, the girls can contact me themselves if they want. But yeah, yeah. I'll pop your um. I'll just pop your uh, maybe your Facebook Messenger or something like that if anyone wants to yeah. ask any more questions about you. But I think it's pretty cool to have all that um, information for the girls. They'd love to know all about it, and I think they'll find it pretty inspiring. I hope so. Anyway, if I can help someone, I will. You know that. Yeah, um, sure. I've missed you girls. Miss Hi, Jarden. Hi, Candice. Hi, everyone. Hi, Rizzy. Haven't seen Riz's face for a while. <laughs> you to come up and do one of our classes. You'll see, you'll see them. Yes. I'll have to zoom in. Oh, that'll be great. That'll be great. I Did loved you... all the dancing. I'm trying to do all... I was trying to copy that dance, but you girls... <laughs> Candice... Candace, she just looked like she was enjoying herself way too much. She was ready for way too many times. I reckon. I know. I think she's ready for Australia's Got Talent. <laughs> just do it. Send her in. We she should. Was just, you know, she looked like she was like the happy puppy dog out there. I, I don't think know. she was made for it. She was just she yeah, she's made for it. Secret talent Although, that we knew nothing about. <laughs> we knew nothing about it. Well, anyway. I hope she's using it on Zoom because that will be quite entertaining and um, inspiring for many of your members. So, I think it will too. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Well done. I love what you girls are doing and um, I love all your posts as well, all your, um, you know, your little memes and stuff you post. Really good. It's Those things help me as well. So awesome. I think, um, you know, just got to get through this COVID and see us all back. Um, we'll be stronger than ever. Yeah, I think the hugging something I'm, I'm missing. I, I need to hug someone, but it's really hard to, when I even see people I know in the park, it's like, I can't even hug them. It feels really weird. Hugging. I stand like back. I'm just standing back talking to people I know. Hugging like, in the future oh. is going to be like drugs. It's going to be like under the table stuff. Yeah. You know, actually, speaking of drugs, not that we should talk about that in a good way, but I was wondering how... Now that there's no flights and no borders open, how are the people who had that addiction coping? Because, I mean, we, us who are addicted to exercise are going quite well. But those people, not, yeah, I'm not sure what's happening there. But anyway, it's good because hopefully the drug trades. Maybe they're know. just sneaky mailing it now. Really? I don't know. I mean, I'm not a drug dealer, but maybe no. we'll that. <laughs> Yeah, I was just wondering how they were all coping because I'm sure they're not coping. They need to find an outlet, which would be physical activity. We'll we'll target the drug users in future marketing. Could, you could save a few lives, man. 
<laughs> yeah, those are things that go on in my head while I'm sitting at home with COVID. The poor, not the poor people, but it's good. The drug trade's getting wiped out. They can't get a shipment from anywhere. It's really good. It's really I love good. it. I love it. Yeah. That's okay. awesome. All right, so Alrighty. thanks, Mandy. I don't know how. I don't even know how to hang up on here. So you hang up first. Okay. <laughs>